bestie. Welcome or welcome back to the Bold and Badass podcast. I'm your host, Lacey, and I'm fired up that you're here because I am so tired of women feeling inadequate for not being further along in life and like they're crazy or ungrateful even for wanting more. On this show, I'm going to help you cut through the noise, turn your setbacks into your success story, and become the most bold and badass version of you. I'm talking about calling in the most exciting opportunities, experiences, and people into your life and claiming the abundance that is your birthright. So if you're ready to make some serious magic happen, grab your coffee and water and let's fucking go. Hello, beautiful. I'm so happy that you're here and that you're just back for another love-filled and passion-filled episode here on the Bold and Badass podcast. I love sharing these insights with you. It's one of my favorite things to do and just having really transparent conversations about things that are important and that are really going to help facilitate that growth and that transformation that we're all searching for, right? The healing and well-being that we're all searching for ultimately. So what we're going to be talking about in this episode is how your identity is holding you back. And what exactly does identity mean? So identity is basically a combination of your physical and personality traits, as well as your values and the beliefs that you have about yourself. All of these things make up your total identity. And so the whole reason that this idea kind of came to mind is because I freaking love talking about goals, ambitions, dreams with people on like such a high vibe drive. Let's freaking go. Let's push the boundaries of our comfort zone kind of person. I'm lit up for life and for striving for greater. But when you're in a conversation with someone and you're both sharing your dreams and your ambitions, and then the other person hits you (laughs) with a limitation, There is nothing that kills the vibe more, right? Maybe you've been in this scenario. Maybe you've been in the conversation and y'all were both excited on the same page, lit up, full of energy, motivation, inspiration, and the other person just kills the vibe with a limitation. But I am not this, or I am this, and this is why I can't, or this is why it won't work. Or maybe you've been the person that actually said those things and kind of just killed your own vibe. So I want to ask you, do you identify with any of these labels? ADHD, dyslexia, slow metabolism, light sleeper, heavy sleeper, not a morning person, always late, ditzy, a slow learner, weak, physically weak, an introvert, an overthinker, you name it. If any of those resonate with you, those are all labels, aka part of what makes your identity. And some of these labels can be used for good. They can be used to empower you or to set you up for success. But more often than not, most of these labels are used to limit you. And they're holding you back because the more that you reassure them, think them, speak them, identify with them, the more you are reinforcing that belief by repeating the same old patterns. So let me explain. I've talked about in a few prior episodes about the feedback loop. So an external event happens, like you witnessed something, you saw something, you had a conversation, you overheard something, anything outside of you happens, and then your brain goes 
it starts computing and attaching a meaning to that event. Okay, it can be a positive meaning, it can be a negative meaning, or it can be a neutral meaning. And then once your brain decides what that meaning is that it's going to assign, then it sends a signal to your body and tells you how to feel. It tells your body how to respond physiologically. So you start feeling a certain way, you consumed with a certain emotion, and then that emotion then influences you to behave in a certain way. So when you identify with some of these labels and you keep reinforcing this identity with yourself, you keep showing up in the world the same. You keep thinking the same old thoughts, creating the same old feelings within your body, performing the same old habits, and they keep getting you the same old results. So some examples of this would be like, not focusing when it's time to focus. If you identify with the ADHD label, or it could be simply eating the wrong foods and not moving your body. If you identify with the slow metabolism label, it could be hitting the snooze button. If you identify as not a morning person or that you're always late, it could be not choosing to consciously focus or put in the effort to actually learn faster and really apply yourself to the information so that you learn it better if you identify as a slow learner, right? These are just a few examples, but if you identify with any of these, then that pattern is repeating. And the more that you give energy to it, the more you repeat that pattern and you reinforce and solidify that identity or that label, okay? But I have a question for you. Have you ever actually thought about where these labels actually came from? Where did they originate from? If you know anything about psychology and the concept of conditioning and programming, then you know that throughout your childhood, your brain is highly malleable, meaning that you are highly influenceable or susceptible to any of the thoughts, ideas, beliefs, behaviors modeled by the people around you, like your parents, your teachers, your associates, whoever it is that's raising you, that you're spending the most of your time around. That is called programming. And a lot of our beliefs, our values, and even the thoughts that we think as we reach adulthood are not actually our own. They were given to us or borrowed from the people that raised us. So we have to sit with ourselves and we have to ask, well, do I actually believe this? (laughs) Maybe there is a little bit of past evidence that might support that belief, but did you create that evidence because you were just confirming your parents' beliefs? Because you were constantly trying to live up to their expectations of you? Like, I want you to really sit with this and ask yourself, is this actually my belief? Does this actually come from my body, my heart, my soul? Does this feel right? Does this feel supportive? Does this serve me in any way? And if the answer is no, there's a good chance that it actually came from somebody very close to you. And this was something that I learned a lot about in therapy. I used to have a narrative that, oh, I'm probably just overreacting. Like, it's probably not even that serious. I'm just overthinking it. And after saying this enough times when we were talking about some really vulnerable shit, my therapist was like, Lacey, who told you that? Who told you that you were overreacting? And I sat there dumbfounded because I realized in that moment exactly where that narrative came from. 
And that was the moment I realized that my thoughts and my beliefs were not actually my own. So that's the first golden nugget I really want you to take from this episode. I want you to think about every single belief or value that you have, every thought pattern that constantly shows up or repeats itself in your mind, in your life. And I want you to distinguish, is this something that came from me or someone else? And then is this something that I actually believe or that I want to believe? Maybe you do believe it, but you're not empowered by it and you don't want to believe it. Get clear on that. And then once you figure that out, I want you to determine which of these labels are actually expansive and supportive for me and which of these labels are limiting. Which of these labels would my life actually be better if I released and rewrote. And I want you to dig deep here because some labels give you a feeling of significance. Like if you identify with the dyslexic label. And that's not to say, oh, if you think you're dyslexic, then you think you're better than other people. Like that type of significance. Because obviously dyslexia would be considered a limitation. But what I mean by a, a feeling of significance is like, oh, I have this thing that requires special attention. So I'm special because I have this thing. Or they can give you a feeling of community like ADHD. How many people do you know in the ADHD club that are like, ha we can't think, we can't focus on anything. We're constantly task switching. Our thoughts are bouncing around everywhere. We can't focus on anything. Ha 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 ha. I used to be a part of that club, but it wasn't super supportive of me ever actually making progress with anything I cared about or performing well in school or work. And some labels, maybe this one's the worst of all. Honestly, most labels give you an excuse for not loving your current circumstances. And they almost make it feel less shitty when you underperform or you get a result that you aren't proud of or when you don't hit the goal that you had. It's like letting yourself off the hook. No, I'm not saying you have to be perfect and crush every goal and never hit bumps in the road and never change paths and never make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. But ultimately, those labels that you identify with are excuses to keep you stuck, to keep you limited, to keep you from growing and reaching new heights. I read something one day. I can't remember what book it was, but something that changed my whole mindset. And mind you, I used to hate reading. I used to identify as a slow learner and someone who sucked at reading. But all of that changed when I tell you what I'm about to tell you. I read something that said something along the lines of, if I feel symptoms of sickness or tiredness, I don't even acknowledge them or speak them out loud because the more energy and awareness I bring to them, the more I actualize them. And so when I read this, I was like, holy shit, he's onto something. Now, this isn't to say that you lie to yourself or pretend that you never get sick or that you don't have less natural capabilities at some things than others. Okay, you're still taking precautionary measures and you're giving your body what it needs to restore, heal, thrive, but you speak life instead of limitation. So when I changed my mindset about this, I stopped speaking negativity. I stopped thinking negativity. And even if I had real life symptoms of some of those things, I did not feed energy to them. One day I was being a little quieter than normal. I'm typically very high energy, a chipper personality. And Isaiah asked me what was wrong. I was in a bit of a funk, but I was like, nothing's wrong. And he looked at me like, "Mm, 
<laughs> like, I don't know if I believe that. Are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm just not trying to feed any energy to it. And without hesitation, he was like, understood. And then we went on about our day and the funk quickly passed. So my point by saying that is the more you feed energy to something, whether it be a positive or a negative thought, the more you're going to bring that to life. And here's the second golden nugget that I really, really want you to take from this episode. All right, Trent Shelton said something that hit home with me at the conference I went to back in September in Denver. And I'll never forget this. It's going to be triggering for some people. But I want you to know that if this triggers you, it's not a bad thing. Triggers are essentially check engine lights. So like something's out of alignment. Something doesn't feel good. There's a deeper problem that needs to be addressed here. So if you do get triggered by what I'm about to say, it is not meant to be an attack on you. But maybe just ask yourself, like, what is this shitty feeling trying to tell me? What can I learn about myself right now? So anyways... This is what he said. The key to moving forward and actually growing, actually making progress and changing your circumstance that most people will not do is to let go of your sad story. Let go of your sad story. Like I said earlier, some labels, some of these things that you identify with, these memories, Some of these things that happened to you or that you experienced, they give you a feeling of significance or community or even an excuse for you to not make your situation better. But if you will not let go of your sad story, you will never be able to fully heal and move on and grow. And I am proof of this. I didn't know I was doing this back when I was making all these shifts, all these changes in my life. But after hearing Trent say that and then looking back and reflecting, it was like all the dots connected. I said earlier, I used to hate reading and I used to identify as like I sucked at reading. If you follow me on Instagram right now, you probably see me up at 5 a.m. every single day reading with my hot tea. If you don't currently follow me on IG, go follow me at Boldly Lacey and you can start seeing the 5 a.m. story post every single day. You're going to see me there with my book. I love reading, I read every single day, and books have literally changed my life. But that was not always my story. Growing up, I was the slowest reader. I mean slowest. I also was diagnosed ADHD and was put on medicine for it because my lack of focus was so bad. Looking back, do I think I genuinely had ADHD? Probably not. Honestly, at first, I mean, what kid isn't hyper bouncing off the walls? It's very rare when a child is like quiet and reserved, introverted. It's not unheard of, but it's not really the norm. But I think over time being told that I was too much, too hyper, too loud, too this, too that, I was conditioned and given this label and then started to believe it myself and in turn started to create this identity for myself, that I have ADHD, that I can't focus on anything, that I bounce off the walls, I'm too loud, I'm too much. But to bring it back to the point of this story is, I used to have to go into a separate room to read to myself out loud at school anytime we were doing any kind of reading assignment because I literally could not focus. I had to read it out loud to myself. And also, maybe you can relate with this, but I would read the same paragraph freaking 10 times in a row. And if you asked me what I'd read, I would have no idea. I would have no idea what I read because my body was in one place, but my mind was in another. 
So I used to hate reading. I, you couldn't have paid me to pick up a book. In high school, I did absolutely zero of the reading that we had to do in our senior year. I don't know how I passed the classes. Don't ask me how. I think we had four or five books on the list of books that we had to read. I literally read none of them because I hated reading. And I want you to understand how much I hated reading. But I did not want to hate reading. I did not want to hate reading. And I think that's the key here too. If you want to change something, like, do you actually want to change it? Are you cool with that limitation? Are you cool with that being your story? With that being your label? Or do you actually want to change it? Because if you do want to change it, then I can help you. (laughs) If you don't want to change it, then I don't know if anything I'm going to say is going to be much help. I changed it by starting with my thoughts and the words I was saying out loud. So first what I did is I sat down and I said, okay, Lacey, why do you hate reading so much? All the people I looked up to, admired, saw as role models, they all read. They were all deep into personal development. They were all students of life. And I wanted to be like that. So I wanted to love reading. I wanted to learn from the books and the articles and everything that they were learning from. So first I said, okay, Lacey, why do you hate reading? Well... I kind of suck at it. I'm really slow. I never remember what I read. It's embarrassing. And also, I just felt like it was a time waster. I felt like it was such a waste of my time because I would sit there for hours and make no progress. So then I asked myself, okay, well, how do you want to feel about reading? What do you actually want to gain from reading? Okay, well, I really want to love it. I want to be good at it. I want to be fast reader. I want to retain the information. I want to learn something. And I want it to change my life. Like I want to actually learn and then go apply the learnings and it actually changed my life. So first thing I started doing when I learned that the thoughts we think and the words we speak create connections from the brain to the body, I started changing the way I speak. So I started small, but I found a couple books that I thought I would be interested in. This probably would have been a different story if I had chosen history books or fiction. I'm a big fan of nonfiction and self-help. But if I would have chosen things that absolutely did not interest me in any way, shape, or form, this probably wouldn't have worked so well. So I chose some books that I thought I would be interested in, and then I just cracked them open. But before I opened them, I would say a few things to myself. I would say... I love reading. I am so good at reading. I retain the information. I am so excited to read this book. I cannot wait to read this book. I am going to learn something new from this book and it is going to change my life. Very short, very sweet, very empowering, not untrue technically. And over time, the more I did this, The better I got at reading, the more I enjoyed reading, the more I learned from reading, and the more my life transformed before my eyes. That is only one of many transformations I've made in my life from things that I used to hate or negative limitations that I used to identify with that I transformed into positive things or things that support me and help me grow. But that was the first big one that when I reflected back on it, I was like, holy shit, I freaking did that. I really did that. And it made me feel like such a powerful being. And it inspired me to keep seeing what else can I learn? How else can I grow? What else can I change and improve on? What else can I transform? And with that same little framework, I went from hating vegetables and most healthy foods 
to eating pretty clean and actually really enjoying it and feeling the positive effects in my body and in my mood. I transformed my sleep from being a literal self-diagnosed insomniac to getting great quality sleep for seven to nine hours a night every single night. I used to be a light sleeper. Now I can sleep really well unless it's anything involving my son I think most parents can relate with this, but when it involves your kid, there's kind of like an exception to that rule. You're on constant alert for their safety and their well-being. But I've also gotten really good at learning faster and retaining information better. And this spills over into so many other areas of life. But that's just a few ways that I've really transformed my life by choosing my thoughts and my words and which labels I want to identify with very wisely. So the big key takeaway that I really hope that you got from this episode is the key to transformation, the key to healing and really changing your life is to let go of your sad story and to choose more supportive thoughts, words, and habits that are going to support you having a better outcome, a better experience. And they're going to reinforce this new belief that you want to have. Because you're going to practice it over and over. You're going to create new neural pathways, new connections from your brain to your body that say, this is actually how we identify. This is actually how we feel. This is actually how we perform. And when you start reinforcing that over and over and over again, that's going to solidify as your new identity. And you can quite literally create the person that you want to become. So I really hope that this hit home with you the way it hit home with me the first time hearing about all of this. And as you've heard me say before, an idea without action is literally nothing. Nothing changes if no action is taken. So the second this episode ends, I want you to send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Boldly Lacey. And let me know exactly what label you are going to be releasing and rewriting. What label are you holding on to that's holding you back from reaching your next level, your highest potential, your better life? Is it that you're ADHD and you can't focus? Is it that you're not a morning person so you can't be productive or you don't have enough time in your day to do the things that you care about? Is it that you're an overthinker so you're always going to have anxiety? You can't ever have inner peace and clarity about what it is that you want and how you want to feel. Is it that you're a slow learner or a disadvantaged learner so you're not ever going to be able to make the progress on the goal that you want to make and you're always going to be behind? What is the limiting belief? What is the label that you no longer want to identify with? It can be something that you labeled yourself or it can be something that someone else labeled you and you just kind of bought into it, kept it as your own. Whatever it is, send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what the label you're going to release is and let me know what the label or the belief that you're going to rewrite is. What is the new empowering belief? Do it, do it now. An action taker is a life changer. If your label that you want to release is overthinker, this especially applies to you. The better you get at saying one, two, three, fuck it, let's go. Don't think about it. Take action right now. The better you get at expanding your capabilities and what's possible for you. The better you get at up leveling. And that's what I know you came here for. So I'm looking forward to seeing your message and cheering you on, being your Instagram bestie, accountability partner, and hype squad. I love you so much. I'm so proud of you for showing up today with an open mind and trusting your intuition about what is right for you.
Your intuition will never steer you wrong. All right. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for being here. And queen, give yourself a high five for showing up and committing to be the best version of yourself for you and your people. You are such a badass for that. If you got anything good from this episode, would you send the love back by DMing me on Instagram at Boldly Lacey, letting me know exactly which part resonated with you? These types of messages empower me to keep showing up, and they also help me understand the types of conversations you really care about. All right, bestie, we'll talk again soon, but for now, it's time for you to step up and start being the badass that we both know you are.